0: Hi, and welcome to Inclusion at Work, where we show the value and abilities of people with disabilities. I'm your host, Larry Rothstein. Today's guest is Crocker Stickney, who works at Vertical Harvest, an innovative company that energizes local food systems via vertical environmental hydroponic agriculture to deliver food to local communities. They work with these communities to develop underutilized spaces in urban underserved neighborhoods. And they believe that people with disabilities are good workers and employees. Crocker has worked at Vertical Harvest in Jackson Hole for three years. At age 22, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Welcome, Crocker. Thank you, Larry. Uh, uh, we had done a little talking before we started the podcast. So uh, I was just asking Crocker what he did uh, today. He is working. He's in the middle of work while we're being interviewing, and he said he was on the clock. So that's good. He's being paid for the interview, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it's always good. Uh, and so can you just tell us what, what you have been doing today?
1: Um, so this morning. Thursday is a uh, lettuce day, so we process all the lettuce from the various carousels um, and we clam, put them into clamshells and those get brought downstairs into the cold room and get prepared to be shipped out to local grocery stores.
0: So are different days? Well, today's lettuce day, what is tomorrow? Yeah. Is tomato day or?
1: Uh, tomorrow I don't work, so I right. only do yeah. Monday through Thursday. But tomorrow we'll be doing uh, fulfillment in the afternoon, so that would be getting everything boxed up and ready to go out the door.
0: And, and earlier in the week, or is each day a specific vegetable, or?
1: Well, it, it's just different different types of vegetables. Um, like on Monday, Monday's kind of our big day where we have um, all sorts of different greens coming into the packaging department. Um, those get separated, weighed, clammed and then uh, sent down to the cold room.
0: And uh, that's Monday. So what does Tuesday
1: involve? Tuesday is microgreens, um, so our smaller variety of vegetables. Um, those also get processed in the packaging room but it's just it varies from day to day what product we have in in a given time period and what about wednesday wednesday is similar to monday we process the rest of the vegetables that we process on monday that gets Package on wednesday and out the door and then we do various different things in the afternoon depending on what needs to be done around the greenhouse
0: uh, and so what do you like about this kind of work that you're doing uh, and um, the environment that you're doing it in
1: i really enjoy the people that work here um i feel like we've really got a good crew of folks who help out um i also enjoy kind of being able to zone out while i work you know not really pay attention that much to what i'm doing and just kind (laughs) of listen to music and work and go home rinse and repeat
0: what kind of music do you listen to
1: all sorts of stuff uh anything that i i like um some it varies it's from classical to rock and roll to hard rock um sometimes metal um but I also like other other things as well. I've got kind of an eclectic collection of stuff on my phone.
0: So do you put on like hard rock or metal when you really have to work with a lot of energy and then put it on classical when you're doing more rote things or does that work? You,
1: that's exactly it. It yeah. is. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: uh, and uh before you started this job uh, you said that you had volunteered for a while and, and how? Yes. And I guess uh, your sister had brought you over just to get acquainted with the folks there and what they were doing. Is that how that volunteer work started?
1: Well, my sister took a tour here first and she mentioned it was a really good place to work. It seemed like a really good place to work, which it turned out it, it is. Um, so she took a tour with Johnny and a few of the others. And uh, she just recommended it to me, so I thought I'd give it a shot, and it's been almost three years now.
0: And and before this, had you been working, or or had you had uh, good or bad experiences in other job situations?
1: I've had kind of some high-stress jobs before, um, which had been difficult, because when I get overworked, I start to get tired, and then after that i start to get angry and it's just not good for anyone um but yeah i uh i was actually a dishwasher for three and a half years um i also worked as a peer support crisis bed manager for a mental health agency um, and i also worked at a uh, thrift store slash recycling center in vermont
0: and uh were these the jobs after you were diagnosed with schizophrenia? Or? Yes. Yeah. And prior to the diagnosis, uh, had had you had behavioral issues or why were you diagnosed? Did, 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 were there concerns about your behavior?
1: There were, there were concerns about my behavior. Um, I had a psychotic episode and then I was hospitalized. And uh, it kind of broadsided me, you know, it's I I felt like everything was fine. You know, things were going all right. And uh, but I I was diagnosed and that kind of really hit me hard. Um, And it's been difficult trying to kind of get back to normal since then. I mean, there was a period of time where I was in and out of the hospital, in and out of group homes. for a period of about six years, if not more. Um, But yeah, I had a psychotic episode and then I was diagnosed and transferred to a hospital and like several hospitalizations and group homes later, you know, there there was the, I basically didn't wanna accept the fact that I had a diagnosis and I wasn't really coping with it that well. And
0: did they give you medicine for this or the counseling or how did they, you know, know, it was a great experience in these group homes for you.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, the group homes were fine, but the hospitalizations were hard, especially when they were trying to figure out, you know, which med was going to work for me. What they don't tell you is that it's kind of like trial and error, depending on which med will actually work and help you and i i was trying to find something that didn't make me so drowsy like i've been on a whole list of medications i can go through them but it's a lot
0: so when you uh interviewed at uh uh, vertical harvest Uh, were you open about the schizophrenia and did they understand that that they had to do some adapting and you had to do some adapting and figure out how to Absolutely. So what particularly, I mean, did you bring it up when you came in for the interview or? uh...
1: Yeah, I did. Um, Finally, I've kind of come to terms with it. I feel like being on the right meds has really helped, but I did. When I was first uh, interviewed, I did let them know that I did have a diagnosis and they were willing to work with me um, with it, which is which has been really great because I've now been employed with them for three years.
0: And so how have they accommodated you? Is, is there any particular things that they've done to, to make it easier for you to work there?
1: Well, I have uh, benefits, so there are only a certain number of hours that I can work before I lose the benefits that I've earned over this time period. Um, So they're willing to work with me and let me kind of work part-time and not have to work full-time.
0: So you mean governmental benefits? Yes. Yeah, okay. Oh, so they accommodate the number of hours you need right work effectively but not lose the benefits
1: correct yeah that's actually a
0: big issue uh i I don't know if you know but there was federal legislation introduced this year because the supplemental uh, social security benefits have not been changed in decades the amounts and in fact uh, from what i understand that if a person has two thousand dollars in savings and they do get a job they start reducing the Benefits they get from the government, which of course is a major disincentive to actually getting a job, because I mean it's sort of kind of madness.
1: It so is I, madness, yeah. yeah. Um, I The thing I think about the most is that if I were at home not doing anything, I would be making more money than I would if I would be if if I'm working. So I. You know, really it, it just yeah, it just it really doesn't make sense to me. But um, I still come in, show up, show up at work, try to do the best I can, and go from there.
0: Um, and so, uh, what do you do uh, out of work? I, I, I see you like to read. You like history. Uh, you're yes. recently an uncle. Which uh, Is it a boy or a girl that you are uncle to? A boy. A young boy. And what's what's the name of the boy? Bodie. Bodie. Oh, that's a good name. Very Wyoming, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it is. Wyoming name. And uh, uh, how old is he?
1: He's seven months.
0: Oh, so he's really just was born. Uh,
1: Yeah, very young.
0: And... uh, uh, this is your sister's son? Yes. Uh, and Do you live with your sister or are you living with, no? No,
1: I, I, I do live independently. Fortunately, uh, before I left Vermont, I was able to get Section 8 housing and I was able to transfer that here. So I, um, how much my rent is is based on how much I make. So. Yeah. And how
0: far away is your sister from you?
1: She lives uh, up and over Teton Pass over in Drake's, Idaho.
0: Uh, so do you have a chance to see Bodie often or like once a week? Or
1: Usually once a week over the weekends. I also spend time at my parents' house. Uh, they, they are really the critical part about my support system. So I get to see them pretty much every week.
0: And, and what do your parents do to help you?
1: Well, it's been a long learning curve for them. I mean, at first, I think they don't really—they didn't really know what to do or how to take it or how to understand it. Um, since then, they've done a lot of reading and a lot of research and worked with therapists and social workers and doctors. And it's just been a long, drawn-out process. But they really understand where I am currently and are able to support me as best they can. And you know really help me thrive. So what does
0: that support entail? Is it just listening to you or I mean listening
1: I mean they uh they listen really well. My mom is really kind of the support system that I have. She um does a lot of the paperwork that has to be filed in regards to government reporting. You know, I have to report my wages and
0: Oh, you do. Okay. No. Yeah.
1: Yeah so there's a lot that goes into it but um they've basically done a lot of paperwork they've helped me out they support me they love me very much and um that's really kind of come through over the last 10 years
0: so do you have a goal within the company uh, do you want to do another kind of job or uh you want to stay at what you're doing
1: i mean ideally i'd like to move up and be in more of a management role. Um, But, you know, those things come with time and effort and energy that I need to put into being here. And hopefully that'll come soon, but we'll see. What do you
0: think you need to do to become a manager that you're not doing now?
1: Well, um, I need a little more training as far as leadership is concerned um i'm not that great at managing people i have done it in the past but i feel like i was not as successful as i could have been
0: well that's that's actually the beginning of of becoming a leader is to know what you have done well and not done well and what kind of mentoring you need to do and it's a skill like anything else and uh it's good that you have the aspiration and you also want to know of the company you have that supportive kind of environment where i think they would like to see you probably do that am i right yes
1: absolutely. yeah,
0: yeah. and uh, so have have you gone out i mean the, the the vegetables and everything else is delivered to communities in the the jackson whole area correct correct. Have you actually gone to see how people use the great stuff that you create there at the company, or do do you know how they are using it?
1: Well, I know that we do deliver to some restaurants as well as the grocery stores, Um, but I've I've done a little bit of experimenting with the microgreens that um, have been harvested, and I have used them myself, but I haven't actually gone out and viewed in a restaurant how they use them
0: but but you have used them right
1: yes definitely yeah
0: Uh, and is is uh, is it part of a recipe that you wanted to try or you just use them in a salad or how how have you used them
1: experimenting with recipes as well as salad
0: oh that's great Are, are, are you a good cook
1: I'm I would consider myself mediocre. My parents are much better than I am, but I'm, I'm trying to learn it.
0: What's your favorite uh dish to make?
1: I would say honestly ribeye steaks. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> with with a really good healthy salad, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, with a good salad, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And uh you said you were in Vermont and now is Were you born in Jackson Hole or?
1: No, I wasn't. I was born in uh, Gloucester, Mass. Actually, Gloucester,
0: Mass. Yeah, I know that well. Yeah. Uh, And how did you get to where you are, or to Vermont, or uh, how did that all? Well,
1: after I was um, originally, we grew up out here, even though we're not from here. So here is Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Um, So we still had a lot of connections out here. But after I was diagnosed, I was transferred to several hospitals. Um, One of them was uh, after the hospital in Connecticut, I went to Vermont to a group home and lived in Vermont for about eight and a half years. And then my sister married um, Levi, who is my brother-in-law, and moved back out here and So they moved, and then we all relocated from Vermont out here.
0: I see. Now, you you work with other people that have other kinds of disabilities.
1: Yes, Have you Have you
0: seen uh, similar kinds of energy and commitment from them and the kind of jobs they do?
1: Absolutely. You know, I think everybody here is kind of doing the best they can with what they've got. Um, and they really bring a positive energy into the greenhouse. And, you know, we want to be viewed as people who are disabled but also are able to work and sustain themselves, which I think is a critical part of of the company.
0: Yeah, I I watched a documentary that was done about the company, and I I saw lots of energy and smiles, and uh, it seemed like a good-hearted people, you know, when they were encouraging. I mean, it, it seemed like the environment anybody would like to work in, not just people with disabilities. But that And it's totally possible to create an environment like that with able-bodied, quote-unquote, able-bodied people and people with disabilities.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I think you're really role-modeling for the entire country. I don't know if you know that when you're packing and listening to Hard Rock, but you're actually... Creating a model that should be duplicated not only by your company but by any innovative company. I think, in terms of looking for employees to bring to their workforce and and see not only those people starting at a particular level, but you know through t- training and mentoring, they can become managers like you aspire to.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: Well, I want to thank you for your time. I know you probably need to go back. The company depends on you going back right now. Yeah. (laughs) There are vegetables to be packed. Uh, Yeah. uh, Again, I thank you for your time and for being open and discussing, you know, how you got to uh, the company and and what you've done there. And and I wish you a lot of great success and luck.
1: Thank you, Larry. I appreciate
0: it. Take care. Bye-bye. You
1: too. Bye-bye.